with a look at Radio on the Go Sports for a Saturday morning. I'm Dwayne Karstens. We will start with the latest news that came out overnight after all the high school football was done for week number eight. Class 2A down to eight player announcements of who made the playoffs officially. I think a lot of teams knew that they were in. Let's uh, tell you who plays who are a class by class here first of all we're going to start in the eight player class where Clarksville is a district champion they're in the playoffs other eight player teams of interest that made the eight player field uh, again the pairings not set but we do know the qualifiers Algona Bishop Garrigan West Bend Mallard Don Bosco Riceville Kehi Turkey Valley Gladbrook Rhinebeck Janesville Bell Plain and Baxter, some of the teams of interest in Class uh, 8 player. Class A, North Butler Bearcats make it in. They are the fourth seed now. They were hoping for a higher seed, but they do make it in out of their district. Also, Wapsie Valley, Nashville Plainfield, and South Winnesheek make it in. St. Ansgar, West Hancock, of course, Lake Mills, North Union, and South Central Calhoun, some other A schools to make the postseason. Class 1A playoff qualifiers from the area. Grundy Center Spartans undefeated, rated number one, defending state champions. Spartans are back. Also, the South Harden Tigers out of that same district and Dyke New Hartford's Wolverines making in. They are the third seed out of District 3. Other teams of interest in Class 1A that made the postseason, Pocahontas area, MFL Marmac, Sumner Fredericksburg, Denver, Waterloo Columbus, Hudson, and South Hamilton. And in Class 2A, our lone area qualifier in that class is Claring Goldfield Dows. As they get ready to uh, go, the Cowboys uh, last night uh, played Spirit Lake, who's a district champion, and Spirit Lake, Esterville, Okoboji out of that district, along with the Cowboys. New Hampton made it in 2A, Jessup, West Marshall Union, and Southeast Valley. Part of the 2A field will know the pairings after 10 o'clock this morning. Stay tuned to Radio On The Go. Last night, high school football from around the area. Let's get to some of the local scores, and then we'll get to some reports here then. Uh, Waterloo Columbus over South Harden, 19-6. West Bend Mallard won a, uh, a big blowout game over the Rockford Warriors, 78-8. Iowa Falls Alden fell to ninth-rated PCM, 45-6 in 2A football. Dyke New Hartford gets a close one over Denver, 14-8 in the mud at Denver last night. Also, it was Clarksville uh, wrapping up the undefeated season 48 to 6 continuing their run here in the regular season over Meskwaki Settlement also last night it was Applington Parkersburg falling to third rated Sumner Fredericksburg 27 to 0 and also last night uh, it was Hampton Dumont Cal in action they hosted the Charles City Comets and Chris Salk is our reporter from last night gives us more this is Chris Salk reporting from Hampton for the Dale Howard Overdrive on Radio On The Go. Tonight, the Hampton Dumont Cal Bulldogs defeated the Charles City Comets 46 to nothing to keep their playoff hopes alive for the postseason. The Bulldogs started scoring quickly. On the very first play of the game, Brody Struther intercepted a Charles City pass, and the Bulldogs turned that turnover into points. With 10.56 left in the first quarter, Brody Walton ran the ball 12 yards for a touchdown and Gavin Meter converted the two-point conversion to make the score eight to nothing Bulldogs. On the next series, the, tr- the Comets turned the ball over on downs, and the Bulldogs then turned their next drive into points as well. Gavin Meter scored on a five-yard touchdown run, and Tucker Heron completed the kick with 7:05 left in the first quarter to make the score 15 to nothing Bulldogs. The ensuing kickoff was recovered by Hampton Dumont Cal's Taylor Mailer. And the Bulldogs turned that drive in, that next drive into points as well. And with 5.04 in the, left in the first quarter, Gavin Meter hit Tucker Heron on a 25-yard touchdown pass. 
The extra point kick was no good, and the score was 21 to nothing Bulldogs. First quarter scoring was completed with 40 seconds left in the quarter when Carter Jansen ran the ball for a four-yard touchdown run. Two-point conversion was no good. And at the end of the first quarter, the score was 27 to nothing Hampton-Dumont-Cal Bulldogs. The Bulldogs continued the scoring in the second quarter. Tucker Heron intercepted a Charles City Comets pass and returned it 35 yards for a touchdown with 11.08 left in the second quarter. The two-point conversion failed. And at that point, the score was 33 to nothing, Hampton-Dumont-Cal Bulldogs. Later in the second quarter, the Bulldogs scored again when Brody Walton carried the ball 15 yards for a touchdown run. The kick was no good. And with 30 seconds left in the second quarter, the score was 39 to nothing, Hampton-Dumont-Cal Bulldogs. The third quarter saw more scoring for the Bulldogs. With 6.58 left in the quarter, Carson Hissler ran the ball 32 yards for a touchdown run. Tucker Heron converted the kick, and that made the score 46 to nothing, Hampton-Dumont-Cal Bulldogs. And that ended up being the final score as well. Hampton-Dumont-Cal's record improves to 5-3 and three, and 1-3 and three in the district. Charles City Comets' record moves to 3-5 and 0-4 and oh and in the district. The Bulldogs are still in position to make the playoffs. And the next week, the Bulldogs will travel to Algona for their final district game. And the Charles City Comets host Clear Lake as the district play is wrapped up. Again, Hampton Dumont Cal Bulldog has defeated the Charles City Comets tonight here in Hampton, 46 to nothing. This is Chris Salk reporting for the Dale Howard Overdrive on 104.9 KLMJ and 99 The Wave KQCR. All right, thank you very much, Chris. Uh, some other games to mention here as well. Uh, Spirit Lake over Clarion Goldfield Dow's 21-0. Our featured game last night on uh, KLMJ was West Fork hosting Belmont Clemmy and West Fork. Uh, they pull it out over BK. It was 8-8 uh, for quite a while, but uh, West Fork scores to make it 14-8 final score. Warhawks get their second win of the season. And also on Thursday night, we want to remember that number one Grundy Center did win over Hudson 28-3. Other scores of interest in the scorecard uh, from North Iowa include 6th rated Gladbrook Rhinebeck, a 62-16 winner in eight-man football over GMG. And Janesville, 60-0 over Tripola. And Northwood Kensett sneaks out a win over Dunkerton in eight-man play. 30 to 26 in Class A football. St. Ansgar pounds Lake Mills 31 to 6. It was third-rated West Hancock big over Mason City Newman 67 to 13. Eagles and North Union defeats Sibley O'Cheaton 19 to 18 in Class A football. Other districts: Wapsie Valley over Nashville Plainfield 32 to 6. And it was South Winnesheek over BCLUW, 34 to nothing. That was played on Thursday, actually. MFL Marmac shuts out Central Springs, 34 zip. And it was uh, in Class 1A. Also, Waterloo Columbus defeating South Harden, 19 to six. We mentioned that one. Esterville Lincoln Central over the Garner Hayfield Ventura Cardinals, 43 to seven. And Okaboji's Pioneers defeat the Four City Indians, 41 to 19. PCM over Iowa Falls Alden, as we mentioned, 45-6. Jessup downs Vincent Shellsburg for 28-6. And it was uh, some interesting scores in Class 3A. Top-rated Clear Lake shut out. And not only shut out, they were shut out 34-0 by Humboldt. The Wildcats coming on strong here at the end of the year. And 10th-rated Webster City shuts down number 9 Algona. Another lopsided affair. Lynx winning 47-0. 
in that one. And Walk On wins a double or a overtime game over New Hampton, 28 to 27. And uh, also in Class 5A, the uh, West Des Moines Dowling Maroons fall to Southeast Polk, a number one versus number two matchup. Southeast Polk number one Rams uh, in a triple overtime win in that one. Well, off to a 2-0 start in the Missouri Valley Conference race. The UNI Panthers get ready for a huge test this week. A visit to top-rated South Dakota State. The Jack Rapids are 5-0 and the defending national champions. They're a great football team, H hands down. Uh, there's a reason they're number one, the reason they won last year. I, I think their offensive line and their uh, their running back are outstanding. And then their quarterback is 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 the type of player that really complements everything they're doing because he can throw and run. So even if you get to the coverage, he can he can run. And that's you and I, Coach Mark Varley, the Panthers. You uh, and I, two three and two on the season overall. Kickoff at two p.m. on ninety nine The Wave here on KLMJ. Iowa State bids for its first road win at Cincinnati under first year coach Scott Satterfield. The Bearcats are averaging over two hundred twenty yards of rushing per game. You know, Scott does an incredible job of putting his players in great position to be successful. So it'll be a great challenge for us defensively. They're going to run the football and they're going to challenge you on every play. And, and, you know, he's always had a really great offensive line, and certainly Cincinnati has that as well. And that's Cyclone coach Matt Campbell, who says their ground game will be difficult to spot, stop. Bearcat quarterback Emory Jones averaging 56 yards of rushing per game, as well as uh, three rushing touchdowns. And Campbell says getting a road win is the next step for his team. The teams, you know, in two months that you're going to be talking about had a great season or, man, they had the chance to re reach their full potential. They're the ones that have the ability to consistently week in and week out get better. And uh, kickoff at 11 a.m. on 104.9 KLMJ. Iowa visiting Wisconsin in a key Big Ten West clash. The Badgers' new spread offense under coach Luke Fickle is averaging more than 200 yards of rushing and passing each per game. Iowa coach Kirk Ferentz says Badger quarterback Tanner Mordecai, Tanner Mordecai, that is, is a dual threat. And he can run and throw. So it's a, it's a dangerous attack. And, um, you know, but, it, but it's, again, the key ingredients of having a big big veteran line. Those guys are very experienced and very proficient. And then skill guys that can, you know, make some really good plays. And they've got a nice group of receivers, too, uh, some old and some new. So they've got a good mix there. The Hawkeyes need a win to stay in the division hunt. It'll be the second start for quarterback Deacon Hill, who will begin his collegiate career, who began his collegiate career, that is, at Wisconsin, and kick off for the Hawkeyes in the uh, battle for the bowl, the Heartland Trophy, 305 up in Madison against Wisconsin today. And other college football of interest, Drake is hosting St. Thomas at noon today. Also, Upper Iowa hosting McKendry, and Dubuque is at Wartburg in the American Rivers Conference action. Wartburg trying to stay undefeated, and Waldorf is at Dakota State today, and there is one high school volleyball tournament going on regular season as Clarksville is at the Riceville tournament and some college volleyball going on today as well. The scorecard and many other stories online at RadioOnTheGo.com. Check it out. I'm Dwayne Karsterns reporting. Have a sensational Saturday.